welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way, a podcast about striving to live every day by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Please join us with our host, Kerry McMasters, as he speaks of the workings of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. Hello, welcome to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way. And all I can say is, let's give it up for Lent. And it's funny, that phrase kind of has two meanings. One of them, in respect that I, I love the season of Lent, and I look forward to Lent every year, uh, because it gives me a time to kind of reassess where I am in faith, and to learn a little bit more about that faith as well, and the faith that others around me have. And in the second respect of that meaning, what are we going to give up for Lent? What are we going to go without and deny ourselves? Well, here it is the second week in Lent. I'm still trying to find out what I'm going to give up for Lent. But um, just recently, that decision was kind of made for me. And I just spent a little bit of time in the hospital for a uh, problem with a uh, GI situation. So now I have to fine-tune my diet and make sure that I don't have another event occur. So now I find that I have to give up certain foods that I love. And it, it really, it's difficult. You know, there's so many times I may want to have a bag of popcorn, a little bit of butter on it. You might like sunflower seeds pumpkin seeds, all that's gone by the wayside. Even, believe it or not, I do like broccoli, and I like that with my potatoes. I have to give up the broccoli as well. And through this whole situation of what I've gone through, I find out how much we really don't have control of things. And kind of in a way, too, through this event that I went through, the Lord may be sending me a message also to maybe, you know, live a little bit healthier, keep an eye on what I'm going to be eating as well, what I'm going to be drinking. And giving the things up for Lent that may be trivial, sometimes is easy. You know, if we get a situation that, okay, I'm going to give up alcohol for Lent. Well, I might have a beer or a glass of wine, you know, maybe once or a couple of times a month. Then that's probably not so hard to give up. Giving up sweets during Lent, if you're not a big fan of sweets, that's a no-brainer. What are you going to suffer from giving something up that you don't really enjoy or that you can live without. And so I think this has put it into a new perspective for me of having to make a sacrifice. And in a way, it's really not a choice of my own. Um, in the long run, it comes down to a choice of the Lord, really, because I have to trust in his goodness. And I know I have to trust that through this health situation, that he's taking care of me and that he's given me the wake-up call and opening my eyes to say, okay, I need to do things a little differently. 
and it really will be a challenge because a lot of the things that I do have to give up eating are some of the things that I really enjoy the most. So it's, you know, it's one of these things that the Lord made my choice. And sometimes, too, when we think about giving up something for Lent, we're denying ourselves. It's, it's to make us a little bit stronger. Giving up the meat on Fridays, that's fairly simple because there's enough other foods that we can eat. The one thing I do get a kick out of is, as a Catholic, in giving up meat and abstaining from meat on Fridays to eat seafood, it's kind of ironic that in the same token, we get to eat some of the more extravagant seafoods and say, well, I gave up meat for Lent, but now I can have lobster. Now we're going to have those big jumbo shrimp, the scallops wrapped. Well, no, nope, you can't have the scallops wrapped in bacon, but you can have the scallops. So it, I kind of chuckle every time I think about having to eat fish on Fridays that maybe as part of it, if we really enjoy some of those delicacies in the fish realm, maybe we should not eat those. Maybe we should forego the lobster. Maybe we should forego the scallops or the salmon or the swordfish, the things that we might really enjoy as a seafood meal. And another thing I find, too, that if you're having a difficulty in deciding, well, what can I give up for the whole season of Lent? Why don't we do this on a daily basis? Why don't we give up something each day and use that as our Lenten sacrifice? Say you like to drink Coke or Pepsi or other soft drinks. Every time you have a craving for that soft drink, give it up. Don't have it. So now what you've done is you've made that sacrifice. You might really be craving for that. But by giving it up, it's something simple. You've now fasted. And it makes you a little bit more aware of our own longings and our passions and how many times we just go with our passions and making sometimes our day-to-day -day decisions. And sometimes our passions are not always the best things for us, and they can get us into trouble. So by giving something up that we really enjoy, we've made that sacrifice. It has opened us a little bit further to the Lord. And when we think about Jesus spending 40 days in the desert, fasting for 40 days, that's a long time. I know it's a lot longer than I could. Other thing that I've done in the past is on Fridays during Lent, I've made a fasting bread with oatmeal, raisins, and honey. And I've been able to make a couple of loaves out of one recipe. So that way there I'd have something to eat on Friday and just drink bottled water until my evening meal and still be sustained and be filled with it. And I enjoyed that, and it was kind of a nice way to, to do the fasting on Friday and then just do the one meal at dinner time. I can't do that anymore. I have to give up the oats. 
I may have to give up the raisins. So now it comes down to plain bread. So we see that in even some of the things that we give up for fasting and the different arrangements we make to cope with that, sometimes those will change also. Also, one other thing that I've had my eyes open to is generally as a rule, the time of Lent, we try to help those around us, those that are less fortunate, those that are needy. We try to do more tithing and giving more to the poor, to the homeless, uh, to even those families that unfortunately have been displaced by this poor economy that we happen to be going through. And I found myself on the receiving end this time. And it kind of sobers you up a bit because you're so used to doing things on your own. You're so used to providing for yourself, being self-sufficient, being independent, and drawing into yourself. And sometimes when we draw into ourselves too much, we become a little bit self-centered and we draw a little bit away from God. Well, through the situation of being in the hospital, I was at the mercy of the paramedics that responded to me that took me by ambulance to the hospital. To those in the emergency room, to the nursing staff and the doctors, that were ultimately trying to diagnose me and come up with treatment. So I found that I was the needy one at this point. And I was in such a state that I could not provide for myself. And I'm very thankful also for my family because they have helped me so much through all of this as well. And they were always very supportive and you're very thankful for having them as a gift from God. I also came to realize that in these situations, even though we may be a little incapacitated in health, that the Lord still works through us. And it's in our weakness that the Lord strengthens us. And even being in the situation of being at other people's mercy, literally, the Lord still prompts you through the Holy Spirit to speak to some of these individuals, to speak to a certain somebody that he puts in front of you, a caregiver, whether it be a doctor, whether it be a nurse. It might even be somebody that's on the dietary staff that drops your meals off. It might be the people that come in and do the housekeeping. But it seems the Lord always puts somebody in front of you for you to speak about faith, to speak about your own faith, for them to share their faith if they're willing. And sometimes we don't know the end result of that, but we know that the Lord has been working through the Holy Spirit at that point in time for any given individual that he has put in front of us and prompted us through the Holy Spirit to speak about our faith and to discuss it. 
And it's just such a blessing to know that the Lord works in this way. Even though we may be down and out, he is still right there. He is still working through us, even in sometimes dire situations. The only thing we can do is pray that he opens the eyes to our heart so that we may realize this, that we may see this. And most times, often than not, he only gives us that little piece of the puzzle. He writes in our heart that what just transpired was his doing, that he was able to reach out to an individual and touch their heart and maybe draw them just a little bit closer to himself. And it's kind of a nice feeling, and it's very nice. It's very warm. And if he gave us a little more than that little piece of the puzzle, I think we'd be pretty overwhelmed with it. Speaking of those the Lord puts around us, that was my little buddy that you just heard in the background. And yes, we should be very thankful for those little companions that the Lord has given us, our pets. They're all part of the plan. So in closing, just one question to ask. What are you going to give up for Lent? Again, if you can't come up with something to last the whole season, try to give up the things daily, even one little thing, and it goes a long way. For the Lord sees all that we sacrifice to him. Thanks for listening. God bless and happy Lent.